Hello, McWarrior fans! This is Duncan Fisher! Today is the dawn of an exciting new league, a trial by fire, a proverbial bloodbath of lasers and autocannons the likes of which you have never seen. Born from the twisted mind of the Dragon's own Hohiro Kurita, this new league will pit the finest MechWarrior units throughout the Inner Sphere against each other via intense skirmish-based combat. If you thought one versus ones and two versus twos was hardcore, just wait, because the Martial Olympiad is reborn. What is happening, Mech fans? It is Cozened Indigo here, and it is the 10th of April here in New Zealand. And we have had more than 80% of the games played and five rounds of the Martial Olympiad were born. Uh, and at this point, we can officially congratulate Majestic 12 uh, for their win in EU Div B and Aces Wild 3rd Battalion Black Aces for taking in a Div D. So well done to those two teams. Uh, and in fact, Black Aces went through that division undefeated. Uh, so the only other teams that do have a chance to do that are Eon and EMP. So Black Aces, you are in good company, uh, and perhaps they're destined to join the other Aces Wild team uh, in Div C for the next tournament. Anyways, more on the division winners later, because uh, round five was pretty spicy, and one division in particular has really, really opened up. So let's talk results. So in round five, we'll start with EU Div A, and Eon is keeping on being Eon uh, with uh, another win. Uh, but we aren't really sure what's going to happen with this division uh, until JGX and Eon play the games that they had missed. So what we did have played was um, RJF versus First Jaguar Guards, and First Jag took this one 2-3. It was a hard-fought win for JGX because RJF did play pretty well, uh, and that game could have gone either way, so uh, a really, really good one. Uh, and the other match, Phoenix Legion versus Eon Tatoes. Uh, PHL did take another drop off Eon, uh, but Eon did win that one 4-1. So yeah, Eon just keeping on moving forward. Uh, and yeah, we, we really need to see those games between Eon and First Jaguar Guards. Uh, as mentioned, EU Division B was decided in round five. Uh, Clan Widowmaker and Friends played 31st Hussar in a game that was largely academic. Uh, and 31st Hussar came through and, and won that one 4-1. Uh, so a really good win for them to finish up. We had a game between Furia and I Hate My Team that was pretty crucial uh, to see whether Furia could stay in the hunt for winning the division. Uh, and that's the game that I'll discuss in the feature game. So we'll go more into how that one panned out. And the last game in that division was uh, RJF Irie versus Majestic 12. Uh, and this was the game that saw Majestic 12 win the division with a dominant 5-0 win. So very, very well played from uh, those guys, and they thoroughly deserve all the plaudits they should get for winning that uh, very, very good division. To NA Div A, and uh, EMP continued to be in the box seat. They had a game against Black Omen, uh, which they won 3-2. This was also a very, very good game. Slight bit of controversy when uh, an admin error meant that EMP and Black Omen got to see each other's drop decks on drop four, which was a pretty crucial drop, and uh, EMP decided to push uh, and that did look as though they decided to push because they did see the drop deck but we never know it was certainly no one's fault just one of those things that happens uh, sometimes but uh, yeah EMP with a very good win there over a strong Black Omen team uh, and in the crossover match in the crossover match 
uh, between NA Div A and NA Div B, 228 Blackwatch played White Knight Legion, uh, and they won this one 5-0, though I must say White Knight Legion did represent themselves pretty well, and they did get better as the match went on, uh, but Blackwatch uh, in a very, very good display, just kind of further highlighted the gap between the two divisions, and uh, they did win this one 5-0. Over to NA Div B, and uh, we had a couple of upsets really in this division over around five, uh, and it's now turned into a bit of a three-horse race between three teams, and I'm not sure at least two of those teams would have been ones that we would have picked early on, but uh, my unit, Clan Crossfire, had a very good win uh, against Potato Killers, so we took that one 4-1. This one was a bit of an upset. We are ranked a little way behind Potato Killers, particularly on roster strength, uh, but yeah, we were really happy to um, get the win there and pretty happy with how we played. We uh, also had a strong win for Smoke Adders versus The Answer. Uh, they took that match 5-0 in a pretty dominant display. And Smoke Adders really showing that they are a legit team and uh, they do head to one of those three teams that are vying for the win over the next couple of weeks and a couple of very important games coming up for Smoke Adders. But a very good win in round five. And the other game in that division was MS Crab People versus 228 Death From Above. This one was going to be crucial as well. Uh, if MS Crab People had won this one, then they would have been very, very close to locking the division up. But they went down 5-0. So this is a sensational win uh, for Death From Above. And uh, Seabiscuit reached out to me and uh, showed me some of the vids there. And yeah, very, very impressive display by them. Uh, there were a couple of hair-dropping moments in that one. Uh, and uh, drops one and four in particular were well worth watching. So it was a shame that one wasn't cast, uh, but a very good win for Death From Above there and catapults them to be seriously in contention uh, for taking uh, that, uh, that very competitive division. Down to NA Div C, and we are still waiting on a couple of the round five games uh, to be played. Uh, we did only see one game played over the week, and that was between uh, the DSAG Command Cluster versus Aces Wild. And DSAC did uh, win this one very comfortably against a, an undermanned uh, Aces Wild. Unfortunately, they were uh, struggling to get all of their eight pilots there to represent. And Diamond Shark, you know, they didn't, um, they didn't pull any punches. They uh, won this one really convincingly and put themselves really in the box seat. Now, they did everything they could have possibly done uh, to put themselves in a good position to take that division. So we do need to wait uh, for a couple of games that are coming up this week, this round. Uh, to decide what will happen with that division. And lastly, to NA Div D, and uh, as we mentioned, this was Black Aces from start to finish. Uh, they uh, took this one pretty comfortable with a 5-0 win uh, over Smoke Adders 5-0-5th, uh, and the other game that we did see played was uh, 79th Raptor Talon Cluster versus 2-8th Death from Below. This was early on, and it was a really, really good game. Both of those teams had an outside chance of, of potentially closing the gap on Aces Wild and stealing the victory, uh, but 2-8 uh, did get the win, 2-3 over Raptor Talon Cluster, uh, but it wasn't enough, particularly with Aces Wild uh, securing that very good win. So a good round of matches. We had some crucial matchups there. Uh, we had some uh, upsets, uh, Death From Above and uh, Clan Crossfire in NA Div B spring to mind. 228 in particular getting such a convincing win over MS Crab people uh, was a very, very big move for them. So what are our key takeaways from round five? We had Frozen City Night Classic, and that ended up being a pretty good map. It was far brawlier than I thought it would be. 
And uh, the teams that attempted to, say, kind of pull range uh, against those brawlier or mid-range teams pretty quickly got overrun in the greater scheme of things. Uh, the EMP versus Black Omen game really did highlight that because Black Omen took that drop and they just pushed in fantastically and just mowed through EMP, uh, who tried to pull range. Uh, but some excellent matches all round on that map, and most teams did really go for that mid-range trade or brawl deck. So we did see a lot of kind of hover around the uh, drop, the, the ship in the middle, uh, and have exchanges. From there, we had Frozen City in drops two and three, and that was a pretty classic example of two strats going up against each other. So most teams picked from one of two strats. That was either fast brawl or long-range trade. and the strats were pulled off to varying levels of success. It almost uh, came down to what strat you picked against what team. It also gave us probably the most uh, protracted and, and drawn out battles of the tournament. Uh, teams really vied for position. Uh, they traded and dropped strikes and uh, you know, really attempted to kind of scratch each other down uh, to get an advantage uh, before they went in to engage. So yeah, we certainly saw that with a lot of the Div A matches you know they really scratched and poked at each other and there was a little bit of kind of um who would blink first but we saw some very good matches and uh, the good thing about frozen i think is that you also uh we also got to see some real throwdown brawls just fast rush to the middle uh, exciting finishes with kind of legged mechs limping about trying to finish off other damage mechs so yeah there was there was really good for round five and uh, in the map ban phases, we saw Alpine actually more frequently than we had uh, in any other round. So that was taken uh, the most in those map strats. 219 different variants used across the 13 games that we've had so far in this round. Uh, and the top mech selection was actually the Vulcan 5T. <clears throat> that was used 47 times across the 65 drops that we had. And the Madcat 2B continues to be popular. That was used 42 times. Uh, the two mechs I think that made a more frequent appearance from previous rounds was the Piranha 3 with that vicious little uh, laser boat and laser alpha uh, getting backs and, and destroying mechs. And it was used more than the Piranha 1 for the first time. And we also see the Hellbringer far more prominent this time round. So the Virago in particular was the most popular hero and we saw more Hellbringers than we had seen previously. Uh, again, you know, you add Frozen to the start of any map and it's more likely that you're going to get those really strong uh, laser mechs. Not too much to say about average damage or match score this week. They were virtually identical uh, to what we've seen last round. Uh, what is interesting actually is the kill rate that we've seen across the rounds, and that's the total mechs that were killed compared to the total of mechs that were fielded. Uh, and that's actually sat between 62 and 65% for all but one round, and that was the, the first round. So it's a pretty interesting statistic, to be honest, as it's uh, amazing how similar it is, obviously across the rounds, but also across the divisions. Now, the only real outlier is NA Div A, which has a much higher kill rate, but that's probably because NA Div A has that crossover with NA Div B. So you get a Div A team playing a Div B team, and uh, yeah, they have gone very well and, and uh, very often will kill all of the mechs there. So that does bump up their kill rate. Uh, they've won all their matches 5-0 so, uh, in those crossover matches. So yeah, the kill rate and, and the fact that we see the outlier there is probably some of the best proof uh, of the skill gap between Div A and Div B. And I don't think it's highlighted uh, anywhere more uh, than those Div A players and, and just that level that you need to be at uh, to be successful in the highest levels of our game. 
Back to just looking at the top five pilots in this round, and I've only considered the pilots that played at least three drops. Uh, in fifth this week, we have got MW2 Annihilator, uh, who was an absolute beast for Furia in their really awesome match that I'll talk about shortly. Uh, he nabbed eight kills, averaged 340 match score, and almost 500 damage, which is insane. Uh, in fourth is Lawrence Elsa from 228 Death from Above, and he did a tournament high. 1,395 damage in one drop in his Fafnir, which is crazy. No one has scored that much in a, round, in a match before in a single drop. So well done to Lawrence Elsa. Uh, some very impre uh, impressive statistics based on that very, very impressive round in your Fafnir. Uh, in third, we had McGraw18, who was unstoppable for smoke adders in their win, uh, clocked up an average match score of 360 and nabbed 13 kills in a Piranha, Mislinks, or Hunchback, the uh, three different mechs uh, that McGraw 18 played. So what a performance there. Uh, in second, we had a likewise devastating performance by Alex545 for Black Aces in their win as they secured uh, Div D. Uh, Alex averaged more than 650 damage around and 400 match score. Uh, playing primarily heavy and assault mechs uh, like an absolute boss. Uh, but my pilot of the round, this round, goes to Chortles uh, from 228 Death From Below, who was and has been an absolute terror uh, in his Commando 1D. So he's been a very, or Chortles has been a big reason, I think, that Death From Below have been performing so well, timing his interventions and just, just wreaking havoc. Now, Chortles averaged 336 match score and almost 500 damage a game. Also got seven kills, played the commando three times and the quick draw twice. So yeah, uh, Chortles, my pilot of the round, you have been absolutely fantastic. So GG, not only on your game this week, but uh, on your tournament as well. So on to the featured game now. And uh, as mentioned in round five, I have focused on Furia versus I Hate My Team from EU Div B. Uh, this was cast by Unbreakable Raids, who solo casted uh, and did a an amazing job, even uh, included some instant repay like a boss. So yeah, well done to Unbreakable Raids uh, for that one. Now, uh, whilst I did mention that Majestic, Majestic 12 had clinched the, or clinched the division, uh, I decided to focus on this game because at the time, uh, Majestic hadn't played, they didn't know what was happening, and Furia needed this game to be in contention. So I was just kind of putting myself in the head of the pilots of Majestic 12 as they were watching this game, which was back and forth and a fantastic match. So let's start with drop one and uh, Frozen City Night Classic. And uh, this game was a bit of a template actually for what we would see in quite a lot of the matches that were played in this map and mode. Uh, and both teams in this instance opted to bring mid-range <coughs> opted to bring mid-range trade decks uh, and they quickly kind of moved into the middle around the uh, frozen the frozen ship in the middle of the map and uh, just poked and traded and dropped strikes and tried to get some uh, advantage over the other and really try to, to wear down the other team. Both teams actually brought some missile support and were firing uh, LRMs at each other again in, in an effort to wear each other down. And early on, I Hate My Team uh, were probably ahead with the early trades. And in particular, they dropped some really, really good strikes. Uh, but the match was won 
by a really good push a few minutes in. Uh, Furia came over that pass by the wall uh, at the top of the ship with a couple of Fafnirs, a couple of Blood Asps, but the difference maker was that they pushed in with uh, MW2 Annihilator in his Piranha 1, and he just swarmed in and absolutely ripped the big fatties for I Hate My Team apart. Uh, I Hate My Team had opted not to play any lights. They had mediums and uh, higher, and I think this actually hurt them in the brawl. They weren't able to respond quick enough, and the Piranha just went in there, critted out, took a lot of the mechs out, got five kills, and did over 500 damage. So this got Furia the drop, uh, and they won that one 8-1 with a fantastically timed push. We went to drop two, and this was to Frozen City. Uh, Furia were up by one, obviously, from the first drop, and they opted for Fast Brawl. Uh, they had a deck primarily of linebackers and assassins, and they dropped and kind of pushed down the seven line, uh, trying to take advantage of the Fast Brawl and, uh, and get an engagement. I hate my team had opted for a range trade. So they had uh, Hunchbacks, they had a Nightjear, and they had the, the Hellbringer, they had the Virago. Furia pushed in, and uh, I hate my team moved, really trying to maintain distance. And what happened is this, this really uh, prolonged engagement on the slopes of the valley as I hate my team uh, tried to kind of push back and Furia tried to push in. And both teams actually played really, really well. You had a group of Furia pilots that were swarming uh, one of the I Hate My Team mechs, and then you had a group of the I Hate My Team laser mechs kind of focusing their fire on the brawlier Furia mechs. In the end, I think it came down to the fact that uh, Furia just had mechs that were better suited for it. They had the brawlier mechs, uh, and they were able to get through, but only just. Uh, it actually ended up with a 1v1 between an injured Furia Thunderbolt uh, and a slightly fresher I Hate My Team Javelin. Uh, and they were both in the circle going at it, uh, and the Thunderbolt uh, came through. So it was a really, really exciting drop. It really could have gone either way. Uh, I Hate My Team did very well to kind of receive the push and, and stay in it. Uh, it was exactly the kind of match that you, had, uh, that you want from comp, and uh, it really did kind of set the tone for the rest of the match. Uh, Black Dreamer was the one in the Thunderbolt, and he was the hero at the end of the day. He did over 800 damage and got four kills. Uh, and Dope Bear for I Hate My Team was also really strong in his Hunchback, uh, doing over 600 damage. So we ran that one back. Unbreakable called this the, the do or die drop for I Hate My Team. Uh, and they responded with a pretty unusual drop deck. Uh, they brought three AC2 Jagermeck DDs. Uh, Furia, of course, went for a similar fast brawl strat, but this time they had gone primarily with uh, Stormcrows and Phoenix Hawks. So they'd gone from a kind of missile-based fast brawl to a quick laser fast brawl. Uh, Furia again pushed, though from where they were dropping, they pushed down into the valley uh, looking to close. And uh, I Hate My Team kind of saw them coming and rotated up the slopes uh, above them. I Hate My Team had done really well. They were, they were peeking and poking with, they lot, with their lights. Uh, Furia were kind of bunched up in a group and they landed some absolutely devastating strikes because uh, Furia were bunched up and they weakened those Furia mechs pretty well. It did descend a little bit into kind of a mid-range poke fight with the laser fire from one side and you know the, the AC2 spam uh, from the other side. It was another match that could have easily gone the other way, but it really did come down to I Hate My Team just using those strikes so well on a bunched up Furia formation. So 
Furia had stayed down low in the valley and were kind of waiting uh, to push, waiting to time it well. But while they were down there, the uh, strikes really did eat them up. And so when this mid-range poke uh, slash brawl happened, they just didn't really have enough armor on the field left. And uh, yeah, it was an excellent win for I Hate My Team to keep them in the match uh, and a very good damage spread uh, amongst the, their uh, mechs. Right, on to drop four, and the map ban phase gave us Rubelite. Our Furia were up 2-1 at this stage, and uh, I Hate My Team needed a win here to stay in the match again. Uh, I Hate My Team had brought uh, Gorse Laser Madcats in this one, whilst uh, Furia opted for Dacker Maulers and some Dragons. Uh, both teams were looking to cap and control with their range, uh, and Theta was pretty hotly contested early on as they sent their lights there to try and get it. Uh, but both teams kind of rotated the same way and ended up on the platforms and began to trade. And Theta actually never ended up getting capped and, and kind of stayed uncapped for a period of time. I hate my team were able to push a little bit and get Theta, uh, but Furia sent their lights out and ended up getting a three cap. Uh, in the end, both teams actually just ended up coming together in this massive, dragged out, intense battle beneath and around the platforms. and. Uh, each team just kind of strained desperately for that decisive advantage, for that focus fire or that kill that would send them on their way. Uh, in the end, I Hate My Team came out on top, but this one was so back and forth and there was so much that happened in this drop that I can't really describe it. This is one that you need to go and watch. It was an epic, epic fight. It was like the best pug game that you would play you know one of these ones that went down and every shot mattered every mech mattered every ounce of armor was used the i hate my team mechs that were left were down in the red uh, in the armor percentages but yeah a real epic fight i hate my team came out on top there uh, with probably the slightly better mechs you know it's really hard to beat those mad cats uh, and yeah they won this one and sent the match to a fifth and deciding drop so yet another awesome game in this tournament coming down to the final drop. Furia needed this one to still have some chance of taking the division. Uh, and they opted to bring another trade deck uh, centered on two Madcap Bees and a Blood Asp with a couple of ATM Huntsmans. Uh, I Hate My Team went for long range lasers with two Battlemasters and two Hellbringers. Uh, and they were complemented by three Vulcan 5Ts. Unfortunately, uh, this match was decided pretty quickly with probably a bit of a positional mistake by I Hate My Team. They'd pushed up the platform in Fox 6 and Fox 7 and happened to run straight into the mass of furious tonnage that were looking to move into the same place. Uh, the DACA and ATM mechs were just better suited for that engagement. And uh, so whilst I Hate My Team represented pretty well and they took this one uh, down to probably much closer than it could have been with some real tenacity they were at a dis disadvantage, both with positioning and with the, the mix that they had against what uh, Furia had. But uh, as soon as that range was closed, this was pretty much Furia's game. So MW2 Annihilator and Freo19 did a power of work for Furia in this deciding drop, but their damage spread was actually pretty good. Uh, as mentioned, I Hate My Team actually did pretty well in this one, considering the disadvantage, but uh, the fifth drop went to Furia. It still kept them in the match. Uh, it still kept them in the division, uh, and it capped off uh, a very, very good game.
So an excellent game, uh, well worth going back and watching this one, and uh, in the end, whilst Majestic took matters into their own hands with a dominant display, uh, just put yourself in their shoes watching this back and forth match. That could have gone either way, so yeah, kudos to both teams for putting on such an excellent display. It's exactly what you would want from comp. Right, let's uh, finish up by looking at the scheduled matches for round six. Obviously, keep in mind that some of the divisions are finished. Uh, and some of the divisions that should have been finished still have some games to play. So the maps in this round include Forest Colony Winter Classic for the first drop. Uh, drops two and three are on Grimplexus, which is a pretty familiar comp map. And then we get into the map bands. It will be an excellent round because we will get to see uh, a better picture of some of the other divisions. Once the NA Div C teams play, we'll know a winner there. And of course, the uh, matches in NA Div B will really give us an indication of uh, who's the favourite to take that division. So if we start with EU Div A, we have got Russian Jade Falcon versus Eon Tatos, uh, which hasn't been scheduled yet, and Phoenix Legion against First Jaguar Guards. Again, we don't quite know what's happening with this division other than Eon has the lead. Uh, there is still some unplayed matches between Eon and First Jaguar Guard, so we really need those ones played uh, before we know for sure. If First Jaguar Guards go down to Phoenix Legion, then it is Eon's division, uh, but again, we need those matches played. No games in EU Div B, that division has been wrapped up, so we go to NA Div A, and we have a fantastic match between 228 Blackwatch and EMP. Uh, 228 just need to keep winning, they are behind. Uh, and they'll probably struggle to make up the points on EMP, who are so far ahead. But if they keep winning, and they keep winning convincingly, you never know, they might take it on points. Uh, we do know that Black Omen are out at this stage, uh, and really all they can do is put a stick in the spokes of Smoke Adders, uh, who they play uh, in the crossover match between NA Div A and NA Div B. So that's going to be a, a tough one for Smoke Adders. Uh, and again, it will be interesting to see whether they can even take one drop off Black Omen because that might be important for them in this uh, spicy, spicy battle uh, to see who will take NA Div B. In NA Div B, uh, Clan Crossfire are up against the answer. Uh, and again, that one's largely academic. Uh, neither of those teams are in the running. Two teams that are very much in the running, though, are White Knight Legion and 228 Death from Above. So this is probably going to be the match of the round. Can't wait to see that one, so please make sure that you tune in. This division is spicy. You've got four teams all with the same win-loss record and three teams that are within three points of each other. So the matches uh, this round are going to be particularly critical. And yeah, that White Knight Legion versus 228 Death Row Above one is going to be fantastic. Also is MS Crab People versus Potato Killers now uh, in all likelihood. MS Crab people are probably too far back in points differential, uh, but it will be interesting to see how that match goes. But yeah, definitely tune in to that White Knight Legion versus 228 game. That one is going to be fantastic. In NA Div C, we have uh, two matches that were supposed to be played for round five, and it's a, a battle between DSAG and Dropship 4 in all likelihood. So Dropship 4 go up against Cameron Highlanders Claymore, and how that one goes will probably determine the, the division. Uh, Bears Brawlers also take on Blackthorn Dragoons. Uh, Blackthorn Dragoons are probably just a little bit far back in regards to points differential, but Dropship 4 have a chance 
with an absolutely flawless performance uh, to take that division. So yeah, they've been a very good team, as have DSAG. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that match as well. And we have just one match left to play in NA Div D. Uh, again, it is academic. Uh, that division has already been won by Black Aces, but Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster, they play Cameron Highlanders Sons of Thunder. That's a bottom of the table clash, uh, but it should be pretty close. So yeah, do tune into that one if it is streamed as well. So some really meaningful matches this round, uh, as I said, particularly in NA Div B, so be sure to tune into as much action as you can. Uh, support this player-run competition and give the energy to the team that you want to support. Uh, check out the MWO Comp Discord and be sure to subscribe to the MWO Comp YouTube channel if you haven't already. Catch all the game replays there. If you want to see the action live, which of course you do, uh, you go to Twitch and that is MWO League, MWO League 2 and MWO League 3. Uh, be sure to follow and to uh, click that button to make sure that you are notified. You can go to the tournament website and check out the standings if you did want to see exactly where your favourite team finished or uh, what they have got to do to win their division. Once again, a big thank you to the Shoutcasters for their time and effort in managing and broadcasting the games. Uh, again, it has been a fantastic effort by the Shoutcasters uh, to bring those games to life. And of course, to the MWO Comp admins who continue to do a fantastic job behind the scenes. And of course, stay subscribed to the Incoming Missile Podcast. Uh, we will continue with these updates. And of course, once the tournament finishes, uh, we'll do some wrap-up episodes just to reflect on what we have seen, some key takeaways for the tournament, and hopefully uh, to get some feedback from the teams themselves on what they thought, and of course, the tournament organisers. All right, enough from me, guys. Enjoy the mech action this round. I'll catch you all next week. Now you're Shutdown sequence initiated.